0: We just got back from talking to people we don't know about abortion, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are created equal, and we're inviting you to debrief with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Lex.
1: Hey everyone, it's Seth. And as you know, in the wake of the leaked Dobbs decision, a lot of people right now are feeling their way through the abortion debate. Not necessarily thinking about abortion clearly, but feeling uh, certain things. And that's changing their response. So today's conversation is an encouraging one in a conversation with someone who was feeling her way through and ultimately still came to the right conclusion that abortion is wrong. I'm encouraged by it. I can't wait to talk about it.
0: And having, I was about to say having with us, that makes no sense, y'all. Try that line again. (laughs) with us, I don't go. even know, sure. with us, let's just go with that. With us, we have today Silas McCulpher Silas, thank you for coming on. I don't know why I just made that weird sound. Is because I was trying to say his last name really like cool.
1: Making the applause like, yay, Silas. Yes,
0: yeah, there you go. So Silas Silas is our uh, director of administration, right? Right. And he's very, very good at uh, computer things. Um, and uh, he was one who actually taught marina who we just had on last week about how to use excel files so um thank you silas for doing that and helping marina
1: prepare for our next uh, next podcast debriefing excel files and then with silas every- it'll be so fun
0: <laughs> oh for sure everybody takes all of our um problems who Probably the problems are very simple in most people's minds, but a lot of people at critical are are very challenged. We don't come here
1: with a bunch of computer background. No, no.
0: very little. So welcome, Silas. Yes. Thank you, Silas. So you were out at a university, um, uh, Toledo, Toledo, yes. University of Toledo. (laughs) How was that like, or what was that like?
2: Well, I can say that I think I had a lot better experience than Seth and Marina did. <laughs> Truth. Uh, because they were doing open mic that day, um, and you had probably heard in the other po- podcast, but um, they gathered all of the mean people. And they left some nice people to stay and talk wow. to me, so that was great.
1: That is the benefit that just okay. we yeah the people were mad at Marina, mad at me, and so the open minded ones were talking to Silas. So I was encouraged after because I left the campus that day feeling like this was really a hard day. Mm-hmm. And Silas, you were not alone. You and others had had similar um, experiences of having good open minded conversations.
0: Well, and I think that's a good thing, like you said at the beginning, that you were encouraged by this. So, I mean, a day of outreach, somebody could have the worst day ever, and then the next person right over, just standing 10 feet away, could have a great day. So, 100%. That's why um, team
1: is important, and debriefing afterward to share these experiences matter.
0: Definitely. You're not in alone, and so uh, you don't have to feel so terrible whenever your day was so terrible, because hopefully the person uh, right down the street... the, down the road from you, road, I don't know. Sidewalk? Sidewalk. There we go. Usually the sidewalk. Um, had a good day. So anyways, you talked to ha- a ton of people that day, but we're going to focus on one particular conversation. Um, and so kind of give us an overview of who she was um, and what her initial response was to when you asked, what do you think about abortion?
2: Yeah. So this woman just walked up. She looked like she was a college student. Um, she thought abortion was okay, um, as you'll hear. Um, but once I started pushing her on it, she seemed to get very visibly, um, and you can hear it in her voice. She seemed to get very shaken. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was immediately like, Oh wow, what's going on here?
0: Yeah. Well, um, like I wish we could kind of show this clip too because like uh, you could see we watched the clip before the podcast and you could see like the almost like fear on her face whenever um she was speaking um and that was like kind of interesting do you ever come in contact with like people who like are kind of wrestling you can tell there's an internal wrestle with the question of is this right or is this wrong
2: Oh, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's really helpful about doing a lot of outreach. You know, when, when I first started out, I'm just struggling to get the arguments, like figure out what I need to say to them. But um, now I've been doing this since 2016, really. And so... I've got a little bit more freedom now. I've got the arguments down enough that I can watch people more and see their reactions. And uh, yeah, a lot of times you can you can tell there's something more going on beneath the surface when you talk to somebody.
1: That's so good. So we move from being a student of apologetics or content to being really, to studying people. Mm-hmm. And so you know what to say, but then you have to study the person in front of you and think, we don't know what was going through her, heart, her mind, right? Mm-hmm. We can maybe make some guesses. We're not. That's not the purpose here, though, but Silas saw her experiencing something challenging and that altered how he how he communicated with her which is very important
0: and so when you had like that was a great conversation that we're about to get into but what is that in comparison to like Seth was having a terrible day is <laughs> uh well so just sorry. go go back to the podcast episode to
1: listen to Marina and you'll yes, hear why it maybe. was a challenge we had like 20 30 pro-abortion people just met us so yes,
0: yeah yes we keep referencing that and it was true
1: though it was a hard it was hard so
0: so in reference to that like was your whole entire day good or you just like holding on to like, how do you, how do you handle that? How do you handle just a bad day or maybe just a ton of bad conversations, but you have one good one. How do you like view that at the end of the day when you're done with outreach? Um, what's your perspective on it?
2: Yeah, I'll be honest. And like even wider than just that day, I've been struggling with being very, um, pessimistic about mm-hmm. our culture, uh, because I see things like the crowds just being really mean to Seth and Marina. And you know, it seems like very frequently people's response is not logical at all. Mm -hmm. It's all driven emotionally and people aren't even willing to, to speak through a conversation. So with that background, I've been trying with my, with myself to try and really focus on some of these good conversations because it can be easy for me to forget about them. Mm -hmm. And so this day there were several conversations where people were able to walk through the logic and do the right thing and come to the conclusion that abortion is wrong. Um, And so that's very encouraging for me. And I'm just trying to make sure I keep these conversations in mind when I'm tempted to be discouraged.
1: It changes still possible. That's why I think it's so encouraging if you were to take Silas and multiply him by, I don't know, 5,000, whatever, send them across the country, we really could still make a lot of progress with this. It is not over. I agree with you, Silas. I'm often pessimistic, but your conversation encouraged me, and that's why I think we should get to it so our listeners can hear it. Lexi, are you ready to, to listen? Definitely. Let's let's get Maggie, our producer, playing that episode. Whatever the word is. Clip, clip. <laughs> clip. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I didn't even catch that. What do you think about abortion...
2: Do you, think, do you think it's right or wrong? I think mean, it's okay. It's your body. It's what you to do. Okay. Well, does that look like the woman's body or a different body?
0: A different body.
2: Yeah. So is it okay to harm a different person inside of you?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
2: But yeah. well, we think that everybody is valuable. We all matter. Right. And so that's why I'm, I'm against abortion because it's, because it's killing an innocent human being. Mm. Yes, that, that other human is inside of their mom, but that doesn't mean that they're any less valuable.
1: Mm. Make a point. Make a point.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we know that they're humans because their parents are human, mm-hmm. right? Two humans reproduce and have another human. So do you think it would ever be okay to kill that innocent human? I guess uh, not. not Yeah.
1: Well, wow, okay, so that was very powerful, but um, it's a l- little muffled at points. So, Silas, can you summarize what happened for me to make sure everyone listening got the full picture?
2: Yeah, so um, she 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 had indicated that abortion was okay because it's uh, it's her body, in her words. And so I pointed at the sign that was that was right next to me uh, of an aborted baby, and I said, "Does that look like her body or someone else's body?" Uh, and she said, yeah, it looks like somebody else's body. And so then I asked her, is it ever OK to harm someone else's harm someone else just because they're inside your body? And like it was like I'd flipped on a switch and she immediately just changed her tone totally. And like I could see her hands shaking and she just said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Like she was so afraid to answer that question.
1: And yeah, you could hear that in her voice. And so we had the benefit of we can watch the clip as it's playing. Like you were saying, Lexi, I wish everyone could see this right now. Mm-hmm. You could almost just, you could see her shaking. You could hear it in her voice. Something was going on, right? And so this is where I think back connecting to like the bigger picture right now culturally, people are so mad about Dobbs v. Jackson and people are feeling their way through. But what shocked me about this clip, Silas, is she was feeling at that point, feeling nervous, upset. There was something internally like it was that was troubling her. And yet you still made progress with her. I think people usually uh, people assume that it's shut down over at that point when they start to when they kind of are having an emotional response. But that was not the end for her.
0: And I think everybody probably thinks that um, most people think like, oh, if you're pro-choice, you're going to stay pro-choice and everything like Mm -hmm. that. Like everybody's already made up their mind. We all know what abortion is, but we're still just believing what we want to believe, especially with abortion being so much in the forefront of our culture and um politics right now and so i think it's really encouraging because i think you could even tell first yes she was like fearful or something and her mm-hmm. voice is shaky but then whenever silas said um abortion is wrong or something along the lines abortion is wrong because it intentionally killed an innocent human being you could hear her like pause for a second and go like uh, i think it clicked with her at that point mm-hmm. um and then she switched immediately so Silas, you stayed very calm. You were focusing more on um, connecting to her heart, I think, um, and not just, you know, you were like going through like the syllogism and everything like that, but what was the reason why you were asking the questions you were asking and saying the things that you were saying?
2: Yeah, so immediately when she responded that way, I knew something was going on with her personally. It was someone she knew. um, And my goal at that point was to, um, I I wanted to totally switch my tone um, so that it was, you know, just gentle uh, because she looked very fearful. So I tried to be as gentle as I could with my voice, with my body language. Um, And the first thing I talked about was human value. And I did this for a couple of reasons. Uh, One, to show her that, um, show her that the pro-life position is not, you know, it's, it's not evil. It's not bad. It's okay to be pro-life. Um, and so I wanted to show her that, you know, this isn't an unreasonable or unkind thing to believe it's okay. If this makes you rethink your position, but also it seemed like, you know, with someone looking that fearful, I just wanted to affirm her value as well. Um, so that, so that maybe I could, um, maybe alleviate some of that fear. Mm -hmm. This is such an important point because I think People, when they interact with
1: someone who's fearful or nervous with the reality of abortion, there are a couple of wrong ways we can go. Number one, we can just pound really hard in their head uh, the truth and just kind of forget about their response to us. Or secondly, we can become so afraid of causing any uh, discomfort in their mind that we just kind of back off of the truth. And that's what I think Silas did so well watching the clip. He changed his tone. I can't see your body be- your body behavior or whatever nonverbals because it's your GoPro, right? Obviously, I only see her. But I can hear your tone, how you did alter the way you were speaking to her, your emphasis upon human value generally, baby and mother, showing, as you said, the value that she has uh, inherently and cannot lose. And that's, I think, what's critical here. So I think that people who are listening who are afraid when things become emotional how to respond, this is a perfect example. You keep truth but you communicate in a loving way that shows concern for the person. And it has great fruit, as we saw in this this um, clip.
0: Mm-hmm. Like Silas, you didn't abandon the truth in any way, Mm-mm. but you were um, focusing on her heart. Like a lot of times I think people think emotional responses or emotional arguments. You weren't really making an emotional argument, but um, those are counter to reality. Mm-hmm. Those are counter mm-hmm. to the truth. But that's not true um there can be um emotional arguments or things to help reach the heart that are um yes maybe focused more on changing the heart but also um are in line with reality as well and so i think that you hit the nail on the head when you said well now you know the apologetics um so you can feel more comfortable in sitting back listening to the other person and then giving the response
1: That's so important, Lexi, and I think that also the other concern here is that sometimes we think, okay, I've got to appeal just to the head or the heart, but we're a dynamic uh, Mm -hmm. unit, right, body and soul together as God made us, so Silas was not jettisoning the head at that point and just doing emotional stuff, he was weaving it together, truth and love, emotion, so I think you're right, Lexi, that's, he was doing very artfully what we should be doing in every conversation, appealing to the whole person, not just head or heart alone.
0: So, Seth, you, you've been doing this for a very long time, um, and also you, Silas, have been doing this for a long time. Was there like a moment that you had that you kind of shifted, or were you ever just like, a am going to say the apologetics, like I'm going to give you the argument, and then one day you realized, maybe I can't just, you know, like say <laughs> the facts that I know. Was, it, was there ever like a moment where it clicked in your mind for that, either you or Sil- Silas?
2: Um, I don't know if there was a specific moment. I know that I've learned a lot from watching other people do it. Um, Stephanie Gray's book, Love Unleashes Life was also very instrumental in, in, um, learning that skill. Mm -hmm. Um, and she talks about, um, when people have a, a heart reason that they are in support of abortion and when, when there's some sort of personal story there or something like that, um, people are very unlikely to become pro-life just from hearing the logical arguments because their, their support of abortion is coming from a different plane entirely. Um, and so that was really helpful for me realizing, um, especially for conversations where you're just stuck and it feels like you're stuck in a rut and not getting anywhere with the logic. You can realize, oh, maybe there's, maybe the problem is in a different area.
1: That's well said. And I think that I would only add to that that I don't know if there was a moment, but I remember there have been many moments where I realized this is not working, what mm. I'm trying to do. And I know that I, none of us in this room are capable of literally changing someone's mind. We can't change what they think. But we are very possible of making it more difficult for them to change their minds by not doing this well. I think there were times I realized that maybe there's something I'm doing that is not properly appealing to the whole person. And so I saw my own failure and thought, what am I missing? And it was often this missing the whole person response and just focusing on on arguments
2: yeah and one thing that um, I was thinking about with this is you know I'm tempted to get um, very pessimistic as I already mentioned about people and that can cause me to disconnect Mm -hmm. and if I'm thinking that everyone in front of me is so locked into their ideology that they're never going to listen I'm going to treat them like a uh, like a hard problem, I got to smash into, <laughs> s- smash into submission or something like that. But that's not that's not the case at all. What we're dealing with is real people, and following the example of Christ and loving people um, and treating them as individuals can help us move a lot farther.
1: Okay, so Silas, on that note, so for our listeners who are thinking, "Yeah, that sounds great, they realize that probably the best thing is get more experience, so they can come to the day of action this summer, they can join create equal other times, and that's the best way to really get their feet wet and become as you are a student, not only of the content but of people. But still, what would you share with them as the top few things of recommendations, how they can better in their conversations? watch people, listen to people. Like you might have failed to identify that tremor in her voice and it would have gone very differently. So how can you encourage them to be better students of people in their conversations to better appeal to the whole person and bring, you know, mind changes like this to fruition?
2: Yeah, I think think we've already mentioned starting from knowing your apologetics really well will help. Um, So just... Get those down. You know, you've got you've got great uh, resources here at Created Equal to to learn how you know how to make the arguments. But then after that, um, I would say one thing that I am not very good at doing, but is very helpful, is to make sure you remember to pray uh, before your conversation. You can even you know pray before your outreach, pray before the person walks up to you, um, and that that can help you focus your mind into really loving these people and wanting the best for them. Um, and then beyond that, I think, I think just being relaxed will, uh, help a lot. And that can be hard to do, especially on your first couple outreaches, but just realize it's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. you're just having a conversation. It's totally fine. People think it's weird, but really it's not that weird. It's not that weird to talk to a person about, about something like this. And so if you can just remind yourself of that and just chill, just take a deep breath, then you'll be relaxed enough to watch them and see, you know, maybe what, where they're coming from and what's going to impact them personally.
0: I think like just to encompass all that, it's just to be, um, calm, to be relaxed and to be like confident in, um, your position and not like have, um, you have a sense of urgency to like share the truth with them, but you don't have to be frantic Mm. and you can just really rest on the truth, rest in knowing that the Lord will guide the conversation and work in the hearts of the people and that you're not. Going to be the last person to talk to them. <laughs> right. Most likely, you're not the last face they're going to see. So, um, it's okay. You don't have to take the big burden of, um, you know, changing their minds and seeing all this this happen. No, you can just one step at a time, calmly speak to them. That's
1: so well said, Lexi. It reminds me of what Silas already referenced. Stephanie's book, uh, "Love Unleashes Life," We're in both your internships, probably, uh, maybe not you, Silas, it was longer ago, but we used her book a chapter from it and she has a quote in there from some some clergy member i can't remember his name but saying that we must remember that we are we're just planters we're waters we're not the ones reaping the harvest and so we may be, we we may be one tiny link in a long chain of their story where god is changing them and as you said not being thinking like it's all on me i've got to force this person to change their mind but being faithful in that one conversation to move them closer to truth that is enough that's our job that's Absolutely. well said lexi
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that's really true. And I think that, um, hopefully will give you the confidence, like just don't worry about it. I think a lot of it is just, especially now everybody's talking about Roe versus Wade. All your friends are talking about it. it's everywhere on social media. Don't worry about getting in all of the social media fights about this. Um, if somebody is, um, if you're posting something on social media and then they're coming and DMing you who somebody who's pro-choice, definitely respond to them, but try to meet up with them in person. Mm. Um, don't just try to, you know, do this behind the keyboard because that's not, that's not the most effective way to go about it. Because again, we're talking to people, we're trying to change people's minds, um, trying to, uh, see people's hearts change. And so that happens best when we're in a um, relationship, when we're in talking in person, humanizing ourselves and really just taking it as if you were talking, um, not about anything else, because there's obviously a gravity to this, but don't just put the conversation of abortion into a separate category where you can't um, act like a normal human being. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it.
1: That's really well said. So I think for everyone listening, if you want to learn how to do this better, as I mentioned earlier, come to the Day of Action this summer. June 23, 24, here in Columbus, you can join Silas, Lexi, and I, and Maggie, who's producing. Join all of us this summer for the Day of Action, and um, we will. you'll get to learn how to talk about abortion. But more importantly, we'll stand with you, and you can kind of see how we do this in reality on the streets, how we not only give the information, but relate to whole people we're, we're interacting with. And so until then, though, also... If that's that's a couple that's a little ways away, but what you can do right now, as Lexi and I have said, people are talking about abortion a lot right now because of the leaked Dobbs decision. We're still waiting on the final decision, but the leak has led led to a lot of conversations. So, we have that tool I've mentioned before for you. Just go to letstalkabortion.com. You can get an easy conversation guide to talk to almost anyone about abortion, all the ins and outs of what to say and how to say it. So, check that out, letstalkabortion.com. And finally, please do leave us a review if you like what you're hearing on um, whatever podcast catcher you're listening to us on. Leave us a review then, there. And also, come back again next week because we'll have another episode for you featuring another conversation. And more thoughts as we debrief how to do this better, reach people's head, heart, and change how they think and feel about abortion. Thank you for joining us. We are created equal, and this has been a Debrief.